Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter, released every Wednesday. Today's episode, the Delta variant infects the stock market. We got a lot of topics to talk about this week. Number one, we've got Netflix's streaming wars. We all know that you're watching Too Hot to Handle. I know I am. Don't judge me. Second thing we're going to talk about, Jeff Bezos. What's he compensating for? Big rocket goes to the moon or close to it and then goes back down to Earth and gets shit on by everyone. Third thing we're going to talk about, the Delta variant, and it's infecting the stock market. Stock market's up and down. Delta variant is spreading like wildfire. We'll touch on that as well. Okay, so earnings have been coming out. Netflix just released their earnings. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. The street is just finicky. It's more that the street is just a bunch of finicky little brats that if you don't give them what they want, they're going to complain and cry. And in this case, Netflix didn't give them what they wanted, but they still have a lot of potential for next quarter. This is why earnings is kind of stupid. Basically, the stock dropped 5%. Why? Well, they were in line with their revenue. So whatever they made in revenue, that's what Wall Street also predicted they made in revenue. The subscriber growth beat. So that has a lot to do with how people look at Netflix as a growing company. They look and see what the subscriber growth is, like how many more people subscribed. It's kind of crazy to think that 1.5 million people subscribed. Uh, during the quarter versus the street had expected 1.19. So I guess they were happy there. But the most important thing is the outlook. What does subscriber growth look like next quarter? And this is where, like, again, things just get kind of dumb. Like, who cares what happens in a quarter? If you think over time that that number gets less and less because of the competition that's coming out, okay, then you make a decision not to have the stock. But there is competition in streaming right now. You know, I'm probably giving too much credit to Too Hot to Handle. Let's just assume that there are no other good shows to watch on Netflix right now. Nothing is catching my eye. This is an issue with all these content houses where not only is there production delays on everything, like we're all waiting for a new season of Ozarks. We're waiting for another fucking Tiger King. They need hit shows and they need another, what was it called? The chess playing lady, Queen's Gambit. That was a huge hit show. But they need more of that. But the issue is that they're competing with everybody else who wants that as well. So right now, if you're in Hollywood, I feel like you're doing pretty well. Like there's a lot of options for you out there. You know, whether you're an actor, director, if you're hot right now, you have between Amazon, you've got Disney, you've got Apple, you've got Netflix, and they all want your shit. So which one company do you bet on? That's a tough one. But I have been like messing with Disney Plus. I just finished Loki. I think I said that last week. Great show. You know, you've got Apple TV coming in. They're coming in with the new season of the morning show. You know, Ted Lasso's coming back. So there is a lot of competition out there. We have a lot of choice. It actually benefits us as consumers. It's stressful for the companies itself. So when you think about the streaming wars, it's like, do you want to own Netflix? Uh, sure, if you think content's going to continue to grow. Do you want to own Disney? Well, yeah, the, the cool thing about, I guess, Disney, besides the fact that we love their stuff, you get streaming with Disney, but then you get the parks, 
you get the other content universe that they have, and that's why you would potentially buy a Disney. They're more diversified, and they have the balance sheet to go buy a Fox to continue pumping out Marvel stuff out there, and then that just goes into their flywheel. So it is, yeah, Netflix versus the rest of them, where Netflix is a streaming company. You know, when you think about Netflix back in the day, that shit was just a DVD company. And then they made this big bet on original content with House of Cards. Great show, terrible guy. But that launched us into this whole new world of content. And so, you know, there's more content out there. There's plenty of people who can make content. Now it's a bidding war. Who can get what? So we'll see what happens. So Disney's earnings comes out August 12th. This is just the whole thing rolls out over the course of a few weeks and everyone starts delivering their news. Disney's to the ladder of earnings season. So it will be interesting to see how they're competing. Netflix has over 200 million subscribers. I think Disney Plus is like over 100. So they're coming in hot. They're coming in fast. Speaking of coming in hot and fast, Jeff Bezos has got a lot of backlash for riding his uh, dick-shaped rocket into space for five minutes. You know, I, I guess it's one of those things. Like it was supposed to be a cool space accomplishment for Blue Origin, his space company. I was reading a headline that said it was the worst PR day for Blue Origin because everyone was just focused on how a billionaire went into space. And let alone we had another billionaire go into space. I think it was the week or two before that. And I think people are just kind of tired with uh, people flaunting their money. Now, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is that these people are spending a ton of money on innovation and space travel. And like, what technology does that create for us? The narrative is just poor. hundred bucks is if it was the engineers or like some other astronaut or whoever the fuck went to space, it could have been a totally different narrative. But look, if you're Jeff Bezos, there's two arguments here. One, it's hard to give shit to the guy that has made our lives so easy. Call it whatever you want. We'll be out there complaining about, well, the, the workers get treated like shit. Okay, stop ordering on Amazon. You know, whatever you're buying, you need it in 24 hours, he gets it to us. You got Amazon Prime. We got some cool streaming or some movies to watch. Everything you need is at our fingertips. He's made our lives pretty easy. Let's imagine that if we don't have it, how would our lives change? So do we give the guy a break and just let him do what the fuck he wants and stop complaining about it? This guy's never going to win. And, and the good thing is that he ended up donating $100 million to, like, feeding the poor after, I think, all the backlash. So, like, if it was public shaming, it worked. $100 million is a lot of money. Let's just be honest. Like... $100 million is a lot of fucking money. You know, someone's going to be like, well, that's only like 1% of his net. Like, who gives a shit? It's $100 million. It's a good start. Like, I don't really care if the guy went to space. My whole thing on space is like, space technology, is that cool? Is that going to help advance us on this planet? I don't really give a shit about going to space and creating colonies and Mars and stuff. I'm not going to be alive for that. But two, we got to fix this place first. I can't imagine, like, destroy another place. Great. Like, we're just terrible people. We're selfish. And there are some funny tweets. I'm just going to read a few of these tweets that came out about Bezos. So one, there was a lot of tweets that the rocket looked like a penis, which was pretty funny. I think one of them was like, clearly this guy's compensating. And then there's a tweet by Josh Elman. Josh Elman's an investor. He says, the space race used to be about our competition with the USSR for technical supremacy and weaponry. Now it is a bunch of people living out their dreams to bring anyone into orbit. Just be glad Amazon isn't trying to amass an army to take on Virgin or Tesla. And then someone said this. 
This is the reason why people hate Bezos and Musk and the rest of them. These ridiculous solutions to problems on Earth that have no practical merit whatsoever. Take this dude's money away and give it to real solutions on Earth. Uh, the guy's got a point, but then it's like, uh, you know, the moment he says take this guy's money away, the guy has created a ton of wealth for a bunch of people. If you own Amazon stock, you can't complain about Jeff Bezos. Sell your stock and then you can complain about Jeff Bezos or, or get rid of your Prime account. This was another one. Men will literally go to space instead of going to therapy. That was by Swoph, uh, S-W-O-P-H. Don't know who that is, but that was funny. Then uh, my buddy Alex Kantrowitz at Kantrowitz writes, billionaires using their money to escape the planet versus fix it will be a telling moment when we look back. So anyways, the hate was strong. I understand why. It might have been a little overblown, in my opinion. I would love to take a poll, actually, and get what you all think, whether it was overblown or well-deserved. So make sure you're subscribed to thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter, and I'll share the results on next week's episode. Speaking of space, you know who didn't go to space? It was the stock market when it plummeted after news of Delta variant spreading like wildfire. Delta variant is strong people and it is causing a little bit of a panic so we had seen that at the beginning of the week the market like got smashed it reminded me of the week going into the first shutdown where it was a little different in the sense where like it felt like doomsday i had actually freaked out i didn't follow my own advice i actually sold a lot of stock because i was worried that if things crashed i wanted to preserve the capital i didn't want to be in a bad situation now almost Everyone is like, that's the wrong thing to do. And it was the wrong thing to do. In theory, I have my reasons for doing it. But technically, if you don't need that money, what happens usually is that like you'll see a crash and then it's going to move back up again. And it's going to be too hard for you to chase that. And that's what happened to me in the last shutdown. And then this time around, it happened again. And it was like the news headlines was like Delta variant, scared about a, a, a shutdown, lockdown, production, you know, back orders, all the shit that we've seen all year, how this thing is just fucked up supply chain and the economy and, and whatever. Here's the thing. It is inevitable that COVID's here to stay for a while. It is inevitable that you're going to know someone who's going to catch it, even if you're vaxxed. Like, we can't go back to shutting things down. It's not the right move because it's just, I don't necessarily know if that actually works. And like, I don't know if we could actually survive like another crash like that. We've done multiple episodes where we've seen what's happened to like production halts and price spiking and supply chain disruption. Like it would be terrible if that happened again. Um, but we kind of have to just figure out how to live with this. And the markets crashed on that headline because the markets don't like uncertainty. And when there's uncertainty in the world, the markets don't know what to do. But this time around, you could have freaked out that day because it was nasty. It didn't look nice at all. Then the next few days, back in the green. Today, back in the green. Things are just you know exploding again to the upside. Why? Well, things get overblown, and at this at this point, like it's as they say, it's priced in. Like we know COVID's here to stay. We know there's going to be disruption. So another panic selling is not going to help anybody. Don't freak out and sell your stuff. Like the lesson is, don't sell in a panic. It never works in your favor. And uh, at the end of the day, there's just so much money on the sidelines. There's so much money on the sidelines and there's nowhere to put it. You know, interest rates are close to zero. The real estate market's like hyped up right now. Where else are you going to put your money? And so really there's the stock market. 
And it's also like we know that the government is going to step in and print a bunch of money if things get bad. That's what they did last time. It was one of those things where I saw it, and I, I didn't even flinch. I was kind of like eye-rolled, you know, oh, what a day. It's, I'm just going to close this. I don't need to look at how disgusting it is. If anything, look at it as a buying opportunity for things that you like. But that's a lesson, you know, we're in it right now. Like, we're going to see some volatility and just remember what happened last time. The worst was when the uncertainty of not knowing what was happening with COVID. And, you know, now at least we have some idea of how to like, not necessarily contain it, but to like live around it and like wearing masks and getting vaccinated. So yeah, like the Delta variant is real. It's spreading across the world. It's very, very contagious. It's going to be normal to know people who have COVID. You know, I have friends who are getting this Delta variant. It's not a friendly thing. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get COVID. So, yeah, I'm going to fucking avoid this shit. But at the same time, I'm not, like, asking the world to get shut down again. I don't think that solves anything. We've seen that this thing's going to, like, figure itself out. There's a Delta variant. Now there's a Beta variant. There's going to be a whole other one coming through. It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming. I just really wish, honestly, we had more testing. I think it would be better if we just had the ability to go into a CVS and get a rapid test for, like, 20 bucks. Or, you know, every business had rapid tests that you could go and do so that people could go back to work. And that's a whole other issue as why we don't have testing accessible here in the U.S. when you have it, like, available everywhere else. And, like, that has a lot to do with money. Has a lot to do with money in the economy. So everything's a business. Everything's a business. Everything is a business. The vaccine is a business. So I do get that argument. You know, pharmaceutical companies... Yes, they're making fucking money off of us. That's their fucking job. Their job is to spend money on things that we need. It's a business. So if anything, you should be buying Pfizer stock and riding the wave with them. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a wild ride. Strap in, be healthy, be safe, and uh, I'll see you next week. Or you'll hear from me next week. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter. And uh, make sure that you do our poll on whether you think Jeff Bezos is a douchebag for taking his dick rocket to space or not. Make sure you're signed up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.